NFT news never stops, so we made a weekly stop for all the things you missed. It's time for another installment of NFT Rewind with your hosts, Baroque and Crazy Carl. Yo, 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 what is going on? Good morning, NFT family. It's so good to be here for episode one of NFT Rewind. Another week in the NFT space has passed, which means we have a lot to recap. And it wouldn't be a true recap of the week without the king of the NFT space, the legend, my brother, Farouk. What's going on, Farouk? Farouk! You're on mute. Yo, 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 yo. I don't think I've ever tried for the... For the for, yeah, we can hear you now. Are you with us? Guys, do you hear me? Yeah, now we can. Oh my god. Did this just happen? Did I just get did I just get rugged? Get rugged on episode oh one of this well, new that's show. Good, that, you know what? It wouldn't be <laughs> it, it wouldn't it be It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a special show. It wouldn't be a special show in episode one at Rug Radio if I hadn't gotten rugged. I was gonna say I appreciate you. Thank you for the intro. I'm not sure I've earned the status king yet, but we're all kings in our own spaces, our, our, our own worlds. So I'll take that, kings and queens, of course. And uh, I'm super excited to talk about NFT Rewind. I mean, the weeks get crazy. We all know that stuff moves very fast, especially, especially on the weekends in this mm. space. I mean, there's something about the weekends where Friday and Saturday night, if you're sleeping or if you're out of your house, I hope you've either listed at prices that you wanted to list at or you've delisted. Because usually... You get home, you you get back home empty-handed with no more NFTs in your wallet. But it is <laughs> true. Awesome. It's awesome to be here, and I'm yeah, and I'm super happy we got Sobi, uh, my brother, on stage with us this time, and Fonz, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of cool uh, rotating guests as well. So uh, yes. good morning, good morning GM. to you, Sobi and Fonz. How are you guys doing? GM, 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 GM. And I want to thank you for putting this, uh, you for putting this together. This is actually really freaking cool because the the space does go quick and you know we like to say like do your own research uh but i think we should really teach people how to do their research as well and i think something like this is a great tool for people to come in that are looking to get into this space and maybe something crazy happened in the week and they're like i actually don't know what to think of this and they can come into something like this and so uh, thank you guys for providing the support for people of course, of course. Fonz, thanks again also for being here. All right, guys, so if this is this is our first time, so let me give you a little rundown of how this show will work. We're going to cover five trending news topics in the NFT community. There, the, there could be macro trends or micro trends. Um, it just so happens that this week there's a lot of big trends happening that we're going to be talking about. A lot of big things have been uh, moving in the NFT space. And so every time that we uh, intro a topic, we'll cover it for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to just move on to the next headline and if we have any extra time at the end uh, we'll kind of throw it out to the crowd or the special guests that are on the stage and see if they think we've missed any big things that need to be covered but it's time to get started with trending news headline number one nft community building bridges and this happened last monday september 27th beanie and farouk almost broke twitter with over 3,000 community members joining together for a salute to unity in the space showing that regardless of our smaller communities at the end of the day we are always the nft community and i love a tweet that uh, farouk had posted after it happened he said never did i think this would happen but i rather focus on building than fighting and cause mental distress within the community we are stronger together wag me is a real thing farouk i couldn't agree more tell us uh, a little bit about your journey and how important that was to lead by example as a as a leader in the space well, first of all, you're telling me that was Monday? Or yeah, like, right. Monday Doesn't that feel like forever like, ago? <laughs> hold on. So, so this is such a fat thesis on this show happening weekly. Because, dude, I think, like, we're going to have, like, like there's going to be some sickness coming out of this. Like, how fast things go. We have to have remembering, like, exercises, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a real thing. Last Monday, like, <laughs> dude, so that was, like, six, seven days ago. I mean, look, you know, I mean, for the most part, it's funny. You know, I, I was talking, <laughs> so he was like, yo, it's like when two rappers end their beef, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. You know, when, when Meek and, and Drake just became homies again, so be like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> but, it's you know, the it's... same vibe. It's just mad funny. <laughs> the funnier part is just that, like, like the, like, the ridiculous of the situation when I remember when the space was happening. I'm like looking at your cat, and then I'm looking at Beanie, and I'm like, I'm imagining you guys actually looking like that. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> well, you know, it's it's actually a good point. But you know, to the point that you made about the rapper things, I think it's because people actually took it very seriously to heart, right? So it mattered to them, just like the people who listen to their favorite artists. Like you listen to music all day, and then you switch to pretty much listening to spaces all day, right? Like a lot of people, I'm sure, put the music down to listen to our rock radio sessions every morning, the whole shiny show, this and that, and your shows, like every every time we're hosting. So that's why there's a certain, I guess, attachment in the community feel. But the thing is also like. To go back to the the main question you asked, it's just like you know, we've been you know kind of fighting forever, and um, probably the inceptions of like building community here. It's been it's been going on for months, and uh, you know it was unnecessary. You know I, I I felt this weird thing about in a good way about like October. Like I put a tweet I think a month ago about it, but like I always felt like something was gonna come around. I don't know. It's just a gut feeling and instinct, and just like the last couple of days of September, like I was just trying to let all the negative out of my life and everything so i could just focus on really doubling down on q4 right the, the infamous q4 in every industry is incredible i know crypto in the past i, I, I from what i've heard Faroki went out for a second Sobi, did he go out mm -hmm. for you i was like let's put it oh damn it oh really? now we can hear you so I, go ahead let me try and reconnect if you don't hear me but okay perfect so so you know it's uh q4 is always pretty wild and and uh and I was like, you know what, let me let all the good that stuff out. And people are getting annoyed in this. That. So there's no point in, you know, arguing as a cat and as a, you know, uh, 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 NFT, as a JPEG with a beanie on his head. And me as like a little cool cat, you know, like so we were saying like to argue in front of the entire world. Because in my opinion, and I think you guys know that the eyes of the entire world and all of the industries are on the NFT space. I mean, all of them. Yeah, uh, and yeah. so, you know, there's no point into in this. So. Might as well, you know, my friend John Ledger once told me, he said, I want you to always lead with love and positivity. And I think he did a thing or two great with his life at this stage at XCO T-Mobile and a great man. And so, you know, I figured I will listen to, to his words and move forward with all this stuff because it's unnecessary. Yeah, you know, I'm sure we've all worked in like organizations where there's um, toxicity. And when you work in a big organization, if you've ever worked in corporate America, there's always pockets <clears throat> of people uh, and friends and and you know you kind of you kind of find people that you vibe with and you the toxicity comes from you know when different pockets start to kind of spread rumors or talk about each other in negative ways and it's like that's a it's just something that hurts the entire organization because then like productivity goes down culture goes down and, and really we've got to continue thinking about the NFT community in this way that we are an organization if you look at the people in the space we're growing rapidly but we're still you know there's only a few hundred thousand people in in the nft community so we especially the leaders of of basically this movement it's so important and i just loved that you guys kind of were like made a made a stamp that as we move forward we're going to continue to uh lead by example and be a positive uh force within the community so i uh, once again i just want to say a huge shout out to you and how much i think that means to the the movement of uh of where we're going with this you know in life in general it's not just an nft thing in all your life every aspect of it there's no point in things like that like negativity only starts eating you from inside mm. whether you're right or wrong by the way yeah, like, yeah no matter which side of the coin you are there's a lot of things where i thought i wasn't wrong either but does it matter i had to put myself and sometimes and most of them you have to put your ego aside and mm. and understand like yo like you 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 you're messing things up and you're ruining an experience for the masses and for people. So if your true, uh, if your true self, it's in your heart of hearts, you really mean it when you say you want to build community in the space and in this space especially because we take it very seriously. It's just people's lives at stake in this space, right? Because they're not just JPEGs or this; it's money mm. as well. That's the thing. Yeah. And so <clears throat> if you actually, if you don't understand that then don't be building that community that you talk about and preach on. And so at some point, like, when you realize that, you're like, okay, you know what? Like, there's no need, and you move forward, and you move forward with the people. And that doesn't mean you have to be best friend or business partners. It just means, yo, like, you don't need to haggle. Like you said, a lot of pockets being built, which is normal. Like, it's a new society that's being built. So mm -hmm. that's why you have the punks and the cats, and, the, and within the cats, you have all the different cats, and then you have the apes and this and that. And that. That's why we have avatars, because we relate. To a community and we want to belong to a community however what's beautiful in this space is that instead of being oh you're uh, you're american i'm canadian 
he's Indian, he's French, he's Italian, he's this and that, and we just cater to our countries. And this space is like, yo, I'll, I'll cater to my community, my own as well, but I will also make yours better. Amen. And that's how I see things in life. And that's how, you know, I think the NFT space is really pioneering and pushing forward uh, this whole wag me energy we talk about. It's not just a meme. It's, it's a real thing. But Fonz, I see what your hand, hand raised. What up, brother? Yeah, jump so in. So a couple of things on this, because I thought it was a very interesting and successful, um, I want to call it conciliatory episode. And you're absolutely right. Uh, we've seen so much division here in the last couple of years and just generally in politics and COVID and whatever. And our community is so small right now, or relatively small uh, re relative to where it's going to go, that this is the time for us to be united and continue building and not get um, divided uh, unnecessarily. But I just wanted to point out that that was such a successful event that Beanie went hard on uh, cats yesterday. Uh, he started buying more. Cats. <laughs> I, I thought that was great. Was, I saw that. I it saw was that. Yesterday or a week ago, because it was I don't yesterday. even know what yeah. that <laughs> Yesterday, yeah, the man, the the man was like, "Yo, I need more cats," you know, like. But it's funny because one of the first things we talked about in, in behind the scenes before we, you know, it was a Friday where we accepted to do the the talk, and then, but it was we accepted to do it on Monday, so we left everybody hanging on a whole weekend. But we said, give us time to kind of chit chat in between to make sure, like I, you know, set our expectations. I was like, "Yo, like." My 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 thing I, I right off the bat I was like yo like I have no intentions on like rehashing shit like I just want to go in there and just talk about tomorrow, you know and that's what we did and but one of the things is like Beanie's like yo Farouk I think that we can both agree that we love these cats <laughs> and I was like yes exactly we love the cats but see now that you brought that up you know Fonz that even causes issues within your micro community that you're trying to build. Like, let's say I have the Farouk community I'm building and then the NFT community, Farouk community, and a smaller pocket has the Cool Cats community that I'm helping build and and because I love it. Like, honestly, because I just belong there. I love it. I love the vibe. But, like, um, it's just, you know, um, even within that, it's like, oh, really? Like, two of our top figure holders, like, are fighting over some stupid shit, you know? So, yeah, you know, it's 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 necessary. So, Fonz, Fonz made a great point. It's, it's definitely something that I've noticed um, even on that Twitter space that we had with you guys uh, a, a week ago or on Monday is that the, 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 the communities on both sides do lend themselves to uh, controversy, I guess, when you have this conciliatory event and, and you guys let your guards down and finally made peace with each other. And, and I think that was awesome, but it's important that everybody in our respective communities does it as well. And, you mm -hmm. know, you guys have your, your, I want to call them deputies, if you will. Uh, it, it's important for everybody to to get on board uh, with with this notion of uniting and not continuing to divide. And I think that's happening. But that you could see it during that Thursday is that 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 some of us were uh, maybe not as easy as others to to get into that notion. But I think we're getting there, and I think that's that's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I think the the other thing I love that you mentioned um, Beanie picking up cool cats too, because I think uh, one thing that is v becoming very common is as you're growing these micro communities, like the only way you attract others is if you give out positive vibes and positive community. And it's so important to continue to circulate that. Otherwise, it can really harm the culture inside of the, the group, the, NF the micro community, but then it also kind of uh, everyone else sees that. And then they don't want to be a part of the community. So it's so important just to continue being uh, leading by example in that way. So, Sobi, go ahead. One last comment, and then we'll go to uh, headline number two. Yeah, I, I want to say that, uh, like, that's the kind of the notion of, like, Web3 that I noticed that, especially starting from, like, DeFi, is just that, like, smart contracts, all this stuff are just, are just different ways to play games with one another. And, like, when you can find the source of truth very quickly, like, for instance, like, when the whole time bullshit happened, like, all that shit went to, like, people's public wallets, you know what I mean? So, like, those things are, like, interesting points of, like, how do you how are you operating? Because it's a bad look if you're obviously trying to obfuscate some stuff. But, uh, you know, I think it's it's nice that when... Because, <clears throat> I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I would call Farouk a good friend of mine, but I wouldn't really consider myself friends with Beanie. I, like, I think Beanie's cool. I think he adds value to the community. He's good at what he does. And so for me, as like a person that likes both of these people, it, just, it was nice to see them come together. And like, the nice thing is when you do that with good actors, 
Uh, but I still think that it, it, the beauty of communities like this and the, and the double-edged sword is like we are self-policing, but sometimes people get like a little over it. And so I think leading with positivity just allows you to curb that, like the witch hunts and stuff that happen in, in internet communities. And I think uh, as long as we just keep leading with love, like Perok said earlier, shit's going to be lit. And I can't believe this shit was a week ago, dude. I know. Oh Isn't it crazy that that happened less than oh a week God, ago? Oh, my God. NFT. Welcome to NFT Rewind. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. exactly what we bring you. Right. We were like, this is insane. And <laughs> I really thought that shit was like a month ago, dude. It feels like a dude, month ago. And, when... and people got to pull out. But quickly before you move, like, and then this trolley check to change the next subject. So we're tied to our times. And I kind of like this format that you have, Crazy Carl. But, like, let's, let's like, the pull out. Fuck Render made a pull-up on top of that, y'all. Mm -hmm. So it's like, at, at that point when Fuck Render tweeted publicly to his brand, to his audience, and he's got a lot of followers, but also with, uh, eyes are on him again. So that's like my brother. Fred is my brother. I love Fuck Render. Met him, uh, on, uh, met him like on the first day I, I found out what an NFT was. But like, um, the fact that he came is like, yo, I'll make this pull-up. He makes this like, actually, it was beautiful. Like, come on. Like, let's go, you know? Yeah, that was, <laughs> Anyways, that, that was on, dope. Let's hit it. <laughs> that was amazing. And it was such a great poem, too. Uh, that's one that's going to go down in the history books, I'm sure, continue to find add value. Exactly. It's just a, such a memorable moment in the space. All right, gentlemen, that was amazing conversation. Let's move on to trending news headline number two. TikTok, baby. Thursday, September 30th, TikTok <laughs> made a major announcement. And in a press release, they said, today we're announcing our first ever NFT collection, TikTok Top Moments, designed by some of our community-defining creators and inspired by the trending videos they created. The, less, the list of their first drop includes Artifact and Gary Vee, who are constantly creating in the NFT space, but then also several uh, people that are in, in that list that are not as super active in the NFT community. What are your guys' first thoughts about the announcement? Uh, look, it's bullish, right? Like, we're just talking about a community just now, like, listen, like, whether someone, like, because I posted about it and I learned the comments, like, so both good and bad, you know? I, I always just like to see what people think and, about something. But it's, look, uh, they're coming in, and you, like you said, they're doing it with people clearly. Like, it's not like you're just taking their creators and trying to, make some viral TikTok into like another form of like creating generation wealth or whatever the brand, from the brand business, even though it's it's very good for companies to get into NFTs right right now. But you said it, like they're taking Gary Vee, they're taking Artifact, like, you know, Gary's in here every day, whether when, no matter what people think about Gary or not and friends, but like he's there every day, right? Didn't he just sell like a friend for half a million dollars at Christie's? Uh, but then also like, uh, also, um, you know, Artifact Studios. I mean, again, that's the brothers. I've known Zapsio for years and I had the chance to meet Benoit, the, the co-founder. And, you know, Sobi, I know you're you're a large holder of Artifact and you're someone who's convicted. You know, I mean, you bought their one of, I remember I was hosting and that's how I found out about you. I see this crazy dude drop like 40 ETH on the one of one Artifact J staple. And I'm like, who's this Sobi guy? <laughs> and I and I found out about you. That was a nice way to enter the space. <laughs> yeah, it's lit, dude. Um, I mean, I I talked to the to like um to TikTok a bit leading up to their NFT release, and I think from my conversations with them, I don't want to really get too much into it, but it seems like especially the guy that's like leading the charge over there, like he 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 kind of gets it, and they like they they have a lot more stuff coming. It's just I think this first drop basically is kind of like a proof of concept for them. Um. We have to understand that, like, big brands and institutions, like, they work differently. The, the way that they make decisions, all this stuff, are way different than, like, small startups. Uh, and the fact, like, when I saw that they included Artifact, I was juiced. Because I do think that, like, Artifact is, like, a crazy good project to me. I think that mm -hmm. I, I've met Chris Lee in person. I talked to a lot of the founders. And they're awesome people. They're very passionate about what they do. They deliver crazy high-quality stuff. And they just provide so much value for early supporters for me buying that like one of one and then a bunch of their nfts was a no-brainer and like you know the market's shown that was correct but i think it's gonna be crazy dude if, if someone like tiktok comes in and improves that model but the my my one criticism though um because i don't want to sound like a corporate chill is just that the, the fact that they're using immutable x so immutable x is a layer two solution uh, and the layer what a layer two is is that it basically is um <clears throat> it, it, it basically is like it's ethereum based but it has um like different advantages with different trade-offs for immutable for instance it's very low fee to transact and you're leveraging the security of eth i think 
but it's uh, one of those things where you're actually like creating off of like a walled garden. Like it's um, ETH on Immutable X is different than ETH on like layer one ETH. There is like a callback period. Uh, and then also like the, like, I don't think, I don't even think OpenSea is on Immutable X right now. So I'm curious to see where their secondary market's going to be. And I'm very curious as to what uh, drove that decision. I think it was just probably investor relations, probably the same people that are on TikTok's cap tables on Immutable X's. But that was the, the only thing I wish they didn't do. You know, one thing that I think it's inevitable, right, that we're going to continue seeing major organizations and corporations trying to capitalize in this space. And so that was kind of the first thing that I started thinking about when I heard the news. I was like, okay, here we go. It's like one domino that continues to knock over more dominoes. It's like, yes, it is It is so important for mainstream adoption that it continues to grow and more organizations and, and corporate corporations continue to come in. But at the same time, just like we saw with Solidity, celebrities, we always have to remember that we are the gatekeepers. For years and years, the the community uh, that was the gatekeepers were the big corporations. And now we have the power as an NFT community to always be kind of the decision maker in terms of is this uh, is TikTok going about this really the right way? And if they aren't, then we just kind of are like, well, you're not really in this for the long run. You're in this just to kind of make money to move on to the next thing. And so I think another thing uh, important thing to consider is when evaluating a drop like this, what happens after the fact? What happens in the next month, the two months, uh, if they continue to interact, like Twitter has shown time and time again, that they really want to continue to help this space grow. And and I think that's what we've got to continue to watch. And I'm curious what you guys think about more and more bigger corporations coming in and how important it is that we kind of help gatekeep this community to make sure that the, the intentions are correct. I look, I think, by the way, Sobi, like, dude, that what, how many brains you have under the head? Like, this is crazy. Uh, but like Sobi, when Sobi goes, he goes like, I like this. You got to be here every Sunday morning, bro. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, but you know, the, to back to your question is the big, yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I don't think gatekeepers is the word and I'll tell you why I, I think I, I tweeted about this a while back, but. I was saying, I don't think we should be gatekeepers because gatekeepers, even though uh, it could be a good thing, it's not a negative word by all means, in my opinion, I don't think so. I think it's more like a protectors type of thing. We're like, we have to make sure that the community we're building, which we talked about the first 10 minutes of the segment, uh, is um, we 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 want to protect it and we want to be here for it and want to lead by example for it, which we also talked about earlier. And so I think someone like TikTok coming in, and by the way, like that's I love what Sobi said, like they clearly had a conversation with them, uh, you know, they reached out and, uh, and they want to talk and that's cool. You know, they know, like they know that, that, and they're here. Uh, I just realized after finding out who was behind it, like they're actually been listening, they're here, they're present. So I'm bullish. I like that. And it seems like they're going to do it right. And let's see, because look at the end of the day, they can only bring more eyes to the space because TikTok, like its audience and user base literally would bring so much liquidity to the to the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ridiculous. That's the people who like when they play Fortnite, they buy like all the skins. Or like when when you have a, a, a big celebrity just launching a project, they buy everything they have. Like just now in the audience, left now, but you had Monty, which is Addison Ray's father, right? And they're, they're coming into the NFT space. And he was listening on here. Like these people are like they have the the the, the power to bring so many more eyes to the space. So at the end of the day, I think that that's why I keep telling people like. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Just if you think that you're growing slowly, just just fucking show up one more day, and one more day, and one more mm-hmm. day, and one more day. Cause the time, the day will come where in a couple of months, when all the masses will really start coming into the space, and there's real mass adoption. Like we're not mass adopted yet, y'all. We're so not mainstream at all. And so, and so, once that happens, then you're gonna capitalize, and cause you'll have your show set up. You'll have your structure. People want to come and be like, "Oh, who are the people I'm listening to? Oh, what are the avatar projects that I want to look into?" Right? Like to my to my friends now, they're like, "Oh, what am I looking into?" I'm like, "Well, I look at different. You know, everybody has their own set of budgets. People have punk budget. People have a budget, cap budget, or like lower budgets, right? Or like death fellow budget, rebuttal, whatever, and even lower budgets now. But like, it's it's just like the brands that will keep building will thrive and capitalize the most off of that influx of users." 
Yeah, and I appreciate the pushback, too, because I 100% agree. I mean, in gatekeeping has gotten kind of a negative connotation uh, because of because of this, like the system that we've had to operate in. And we need to, like you said, we want to create a culture in this community that is completely open and welcoming. And, and so I completely agree. I don't think anything about TikTok isn't bullish. I, I think it is super bullish, and I want to continue. It, it's it's going to be so great for the space. And like you said, at the end of the day, Day, we are we are the protectors, and we're going to continue to make sure that we protect this space. Uh, whenever any sort of bigger corporation comes in, we watch and we see how we can help. But then also to see if they have our intention or our you know uh, what we bring to the table, if they really respect and, and want to contribute to that. Um, and so, be go ahead and let's do some finish up with some final thoughts on this. Yeah, to my to my point, I want to kind of just reiterate some stuff that Farouk said, like. We, I guess you could say that like you know gatekeeping does have a, a negative context, and I don't want to know if I'd consider us like gatekeepers, but it's also like to be mindful of a couple of different things. Like one especially is like creators and and their platforms. If like TikTok entering into NFTs or other like platforms like this, like like regardless, like you, sometimes you have to separate the like corporation, the platform from the people that use it, and so. You know, if someone, do, some person who's a creator on TikTok is able to like change their life materialistically, uh, like that's awesome. You know, I I hope that happens at scale. And the other thing is, say what you will about like TikTok. Like my little sister makes fun of me because I don't have a TikTok, and I'm just like, oh shit, I feel like a boomer even though I'm like 24 or whatever. But the their community is like so good at educating, which we are like kind of like we in the sense of I mean more like. Uh, how bad the education on DeFi was. Cause I remember in October last year, leading up until March, April this year, where there'd be like the whole meme was right. Like, Oh, like fuck just trade what the TikTokers are buying. But you know, these guys would like make videos in, in 30 seconds. They would explain super efficiently, like how you would, you know, get on something like Binance smart chain to do a swap on pancake swap or how do you get on uni and sushi? And yeah, so, it's true. You know, right? Like, so forget- the content there is is premium. I mean, there's a reason why TikTok yeah. popped past the numbers of Facebook. Like, there's a reason why. And I've been doing social media for a long time, like in studying trends. Like, TikTok blows because when you would open TikTok, you'd be stuck in. No matter the niche, you'll go learn. Something. Like, my little brother Sobi comes back to me. He's in law school. In summer break, he's like, "Yo, I'm taking this uh, this uh, this Harvard class in biochemical whatever shit. Like, some genius shit. And he's really smart. And then, and I'm like, where do you learned that he's like well on tiktok i saw you can take harvard classes online and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like what and he's like taking some biochemical law class but anyway <laughs> let's move on to the next topic no I, but that uh, is and, and, and I, <laughs> that's so funny it's so, so true so too <laughs> i love that yeah, i love soby ending fuck? that though reminding us to always look at the cr- content creators because like you said like these platforms that have grown in size can uh you know the individual creators are the ones that really are going to benefit by the blockchain at the end of the day so uh, I love that you kind of ended with that. All right, let's go ahead and move on to trending news. Headline number three, Christie's auction, baby. On Friday, October 1st, Christie's auction of art blocks, curio cards, and Gary V's hand-drawn sketches went live. And um, and they did very, very well. The full set of 31 curio cards sold for 393 ETH, which is a $1.2 uh, The hand-drawn V friends, which was not the, even the NFT, just the drawing. Uh, the top one, the elephant, sold for 412000 And the combined total of the five drawings sold for $1.2 million. Uh, man, Gary V's little doodles are paying off and art blocks collection did not meet the reserve <laughs> of the the 700 eth and so uh and so that did not sell but i know they're looking at private sales for that what were your guys's initial thoughts on the sale and also welcome oh shiny to the stage as well GM. if you ever have input what is going on guys GM, hey good morning thank you thank you for having me i was listening in the crowd for a second it's nice down there you know i i, I <laughs> I enjoy listening to everybody. I mean, I think um, we have to we have to give one one up to Taylor uh, T. Jaring, who won the um, the curio card set. It is the first auction ever held in ETH, denominated in ETH. Mm. He took one home for the community. I think it was really important to see that price. Oh wow! Yeah, That's I loved. Cool. Yeah, that I, was that the first ever where it was denominated. Because I went on the site and I the saw. First, yeah, it was the first ever. It's huge. That's a huge deal that they're going to start accepting crypto. 
Well, not only accepting crypto, but actually denominating each bid in ETH. So it's mm -hmm. like we're at 20 ETH, we're at 30 ETH, we're at 40 ETH. I mean, that's pretty fucking cool. And I appreciate Taylor and, and uh, do, doing that for the community. Um, yeah, you know, the art block sale is an interesting one to think about because it's there, there are really two worlds going on here. And some people cross over to the fine art world to bid. You know, I, I got a board ape from the Sotheby's sale. And, and there's sometimes when the crossover is good. But in terms of art blocks, that is purely within our community. I think that's what we saw here with that auction, where really no one's going over that line to the traditional institutions to bid on art blocks because it's so purely within this community, so purely within crypto and the crypto collectors. And that's the, those are my initial thoughts. And good morning. GM, you know what? I love your initial thoughts, and I love all of your thoughts, and I love you, Benjamin. Uh, but and happy Sunday, bro. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's so true, right? And and you know, by the way, within this community in this world, there's a whole other world on the art block side. I mean, I invite you guys to go to Block Talk and follow some art block uh, collectors, like some great ones, like 6529, the legendary, iconic, you know, Von Mises and people like that. But it's uh, there's if that's a whole other world in the NFT space. Like you have all the PFP space, and you have the like AB space. It's pretty wild. I've been venturing in there, and it's like a whole fascinating environment. I love it. Uh, but it's um, you know some people are saying that people don't like to be shown what's set. Like so, what people have to understand is the whole set series one, two, three, right? Something like that for for the art block sale. It was seven hundred ETH reserved, and uh, and usually people like to build their own sets. Like they pick their squiggle, they pick their fidenza, they pick this, they pick that. Some of them already have them. Keep in mind, some of them, a lot of these guys already have one, two, three, four, five. Like it's a thirty piece set, right? Uh, and so. You know, I think what that proves it from my readings on Twitter and various threads, it's that there's um there's like people want to build their own art block set. You know, it's like very special to them. It's like picking what you have in your home, right? It's in your wallet. It lives with you, and it's very expensive, right? As well. So, you know, that was one of the things. The second thing is, yeah, I mean, everything China said, you know, double down on that because it's it's, it's very well put. It's true. No, the, no, no. Everything Farouk said. <laughs> everything we say and so <laughs> but it's uh it's uh, but i'm really happy about um taylor winning the career cards i did not know that and it's true that i mean the the auction house have been taking crypto since i mean that people sale 69 million mm -hmm. but uh they never denominated in, in eth and that's a very big step forward yeah Huge, when you went on to, when you went on to the website when you went on and people were bidding you saw it as like one of the currencies um up on like it said the usd and then under you know they have all of the currencies but it's like the second one was eth and I, that was that is very cool that was so cool to see that and then you know all of the other denominations underneath that but it's like when we start seeing that and and traditional collectors can see that as like oh wow this is a currency especially for you know non-crypto natives that's a huge yeah. deal for them to start seeing uh continued exposure that is very cool indeed and i'm very happy and it's and i'm happy for everybody in this really, i mean it's uh it's pretty wild i didn't know gary v's uh, doodle came without an nft I, yeah. I actually, i'm just learning that yeah. i didn't have time to pay attention to all of it but that's, that's what this space is for came without one yeah, yeah it was just the doodle it was because it was cased in a PSA thing, shiny, mm -hmm. I believe. Like you know how his background is sports cards. Um, it came cased in like what PSA ten condition, Gary V doodle. So I guess I, I'm actually be curious to know who bought that. I, I assume if it's in the whole PSA casing, like a baseball, basketball card, great space. Like he's like huge in that space. I wonder if that didn't go to like a physical card collector, mm. but. Because uh, it has no NFT, that's interesting. Or it could—I mean, it also could go to someone in the V Friends community that's really uh, impassioned by the whole project as well to add to their collection. Yeah, you're right. Um, but you know, one thing I also wanted to jump in and talk about with this and kind of get your guys' thoughts on is, um, you know, one person that is so, so important in the space, and especially when it comes to Christie's is Noah Davis. And I'd love to just chat about him because he, he when this sale went down, he is a reason that tra the traditional world is kind of getting exposure. And, uh, a lot of people kind of put him down because of the art blocks reserve. And I just, I'd love to to kind of build that back up and, and remind people just how important this man is to the space. 
look, I mean, Noah, Noah's in a really, 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 really tough position. I, I've, I've, I know him. You know, I've met him a number of times. I've been able to have good conversations with him. His heart is absolutely in the right place. And he's really trying to be a champion for this industry. He just happens to be within an institution um, that is really trying to go against every single move that he makes. And so it's, it's tough because it's hard, it's hard to see a good person um, within a broader institution or within a broader world that has negative sentiment towards something, you know? I mean, I, I, I truly like, I, I like Noah and I do think all the things he's doing are, are great. It's just, it's, it's a hard position to be in, you know? And um, I, I think elevating us um, and, and, uh, and give, giving the world a taste of what we're all about is, is a wonderful thing. I also think that we need to learn how to do this independently, how we, we need to learn how to share our, share our own story and give our own voice. But it, 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 it doesn't happen without that initial push. You know, and we'll see. We'll see um, if we can bring Noah over full time to this side. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, you you know Ooh, what though? Yeah. You know what? It's a it's a matter of time, shiny, and it's a matter of time. You know, and um, and you're absolutely right. It's uh, you know, I met Noah as well, dude. Like, he's fighting a 300 year old institution. Like, we're not talking about a 10 year old place. Like, he's fighting one of the two largest auction houses on the planet. Which honestly, like, you talk about gatekeeping earlier, and you talk about like. And all that stuff, like that over there, that 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 type of shit literally happens. Like that's literally part of the environment. You know what I mean? And there's there's we're fighting a war, that's much bigger. That's why we're talking to micro wars just at the beginning of your the show, uh, Carl. But we're fighting a war is so much bigger, and it's like it's against people who genuinely have a financial advantage and massive one at seeing us fail. And and that's what people have to understand. And they're they're powerful people. And people don't want to start to see uh, yeah, no, I digital mean, art and, and blockchain and technology people, work. And the people that don't believe broke, like they're only a, a set amount. They're only a set amount of uh, of auction lots. And so if one auction lot goes to an art block instead of a, a traditional painter, well, all of a sudden you have a blue chip gallery that's really, really mad, right? So so they are really trying to fight against. There's only so much real estate. Mm-hmm. And they are really trying to fight against it. But what we do know is that all these institutions need culture to survive. The culture is not coming from the art world. I'll tell you that. It's coming from us. You know, mm-hmm. and so we always have to remember that we have that power. Did you go? You uh, muted yourself, I think, O'Shiny. Yeah, I think you cut out. It cut him out. But he, he's making a great point. I think you cut out, O'Shiny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's his, uh, oh, we can hear you again. Important now. to always remember, we have that. We have that power. It, it's 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 up to us. Am I getting rugged here? No, you're no, good, good now. now. You were though. Yeah, it wouldn't be rug right. radio without right, a couple well, people getting rugged. Exactly. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, anyway, I, I hope you. I hope you all have a have a, have a great Sunday. Um, and I, I couldn't stay for too long, but I appreciate you all and, and much love. Love you. Well, thanks, Sunday, thanks so shiny for jumping up here. It's so good to hear your insights too. Uh, really awesome. And I, I just couldn't agree with what you said uh, more about Noah as well, about how important it is to realize that just like we were talking about TikTok content creators, there's individuals within these major organizations that are working within frameworks that basically um, the gatekeepers at the top of the organization put around them. And so it's, it's important to continue to watch the people within the spaces as well these uh especially like when we look at going back to the uh headline before about tiktok like watching the tiktok content providers see how they interact when they find out about crypto twitter and start interacting more and then also just continuing to watch uh noah davis as he continues to uh find his path in this space and and being able to support individuals because like you said at the end of the day this community is all about um elevating each other and and not necessarily a a group but in individuals that make up that group so powerful Fonz, go ahead and do our last words and then we're moving on to headline number four yeah i think i just wanted to make the point that what we're seeing here in our space is a massive transformation in the way that art is being created that uh, in a way that it is being traded in the way that it's being valued and appreciated and i can assure you that these institutions have gone through these transformations over time and there's always been some pushback 
uh, within these organizations. And I think it's just normal. And you always want to have some sort of champion within uh, these institutions. And I, I know that there's always the question of whether these auction houses is something that uh, is good uh, for our community and whether we need them or not. But in the end, I think that it's it's great to have these institutions promote um, you know, and educate the outer world into what we're doing. And so, yeah, I'll close with that. hundred percent. I think that's a good thing to close on as well. All right. Trending news headline number four is whale alert. Two huge buyers have taken the NFT world by storm in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Cosimo de Medici and Vincent Van Doe continue to make massive buy after massive buy, spending millions of dollars a week. Uh, just some some headlines from this week. Medici spent uh, 1300 ETH on X copies, some asshole, which is uh, set his seventh mint on Super Rare, which um, translates to $3.8 million on one piece. And then you got Vincent Van Doe purchased a Fidenza for $2.4 million. And 888, again, uh, has he's been making splashes for months, but he purchased Hackatow's Remix Me for 88 ETH or $262,000. But it's insane to think of the difference just those three players make in the space. Imagine a thousand more of them. What are your thoughts about new whales uh, continuing to enter the space? I'll tell you something. The, the, I think we're missing the biggest whale of the week. And it's, it's, it makes... And Kozobo is the homie. I love Kozobo. Uh, and Vincent Vendo is a legend. But there is a whale that came in and bought a 2100 ETH ringer. Yes, talk about it. Back 700 and 750 ETH ringers. And I also got the squiggles for like 900 ETH. <clears throat> And 400 ETH. Do we know I anything think it's about all him? The same person. I think it's all the same guy. Um, I'm not sure if Deez was talking about it, like about some uh, billionaire or whatever, like uh, Keyboard Monkey was tweeting about or something like that. I'm not sure, but like, um, but I got to do more research on it. But it's pretty wild. I mean, that person just entered the chat and just started like just buying everything out, you know, and, uh, and especially in the art block side. So there's, there's a lot of demand at the top for art blocks. It's really, really incredible. And people, you know, um, all this to say for this part of the segment that like, um, you know, people are so worried about floors, like on a micro level, like everyday floor, 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 floor. Like you forget, like look at the floor once a, every couple of weeks, like if you want, you know, but like, you know, like on the refresh of it, it doesn't matter because what people really have to look at and they're getting swayed away from it is the top. Like there's huge sales happening at the top of multiple projects. Is that bu- that's bullish? When you see these, it's like 2100 ETH, 6.9 million USD by Kira, and that's before ETH ripped. So that's probably in the seven something now. Like it's probably another million almost. Like, and 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 so when you see that, it's like holy shit. Like I in the back end, you know, there's 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 private offers and deals being thrown around to people left and right. Like it would blow your mind. It would blow your mind. Like just this weekend, yes, I was helping broker two deals. One of them's coming through. The other one's uh, I'm not sure, but still working on brokering them. And they're all seven-figure deals for like profile pictures and avatar projects. So in the blog talk at the top, also people are saying, yo, like people are ready to spend thousands of ETH. And there's a reason for that, you know? Sobi, what do you think of all that? These these Kozomos and the Vince Vendo and all that stuff. I love these people. And I love that they're building brands. Like I love that they're active. It's so fun, you know? Well, it's pretty funny when you understand that the person behind it uh, <clears throat> is also like a very successful person that's just fucking memeing, but they're also memeing while simultaneously spending millions of dollars on JPEGs. <laughs> and that's so, the thing. They're doing what we do, but on a, such a higher level, right? <laughs> yeah. And they're coming in from a, <clears throat> a different perspective. Like, to me, it's, it's wild how quickly they kind of caught themselves up to date. Like, to... Uh, I, I just think it's going to be crazy. Like, I try to rein in kind of how bullish I am sometimes all the time. But, like, I think that it, it's just going to be a run on, like, yeah, I, I think it was BBD, Vincent Van Dew, who said, you know, this isn't really, like, a trade. It's, like, a digital land grab of, like, culture and stuff. Like, some of these art blocks are going to be worth a bunch, deaf beefs, punks, all this stuff. And they might be even worth more than we think because, to Farouk's point from, like, earlier in the chat, we are not mainstream yet at all. Like, this shit is mad small and insular and, like, Wait until shit really gets popping, and I think in the next few months we're going to see some some things that happen in real life, and some people entering the space and doing things in the space that make a lot of sense. That 
uh, or people that are or big brands and uh, big institutions themselves. But to me, I, I just think it's super funny how like um, what the difference is between uh, positioning and like a, an asset and like and then then like a, an NFT or culture. So let's say I was trying to buy like a million dollars worth of sushi because I, th- I think sushi, I have some internal metric that says sushi super undervalued. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like tell anyone or signal anyone until I'm fully positioned. But if I like bought, uh, I mean, for wallet security issues, I probably wouldn't tell people right away. But if I buy a crazy punk, like let's say I buy a, a zombie punk, like I'm making that my profile picture right away, right? And it's signaling to people like, yo, this shit has significance. It's similar to like the, the brands, uh, the fashion brands that athletes wear and like the trickle down effects they have. You have a bunch of people that try to buy them if they can afford them um, and if they can capture critical attention and stuff, it goes further. But to me, what I think is, is funny is just how some things are just hidden in plain sight, like especially if you're able to read the like the blockchain. Like I've been going super heavy into, this is just me talking my book, by the way, but I've been going super heavy into Cedar Light projects because if you notice, if you go to Starry Night Capital, which is Vincent Mendoza, uh, if you go to uh, Starry Night Capital, which is Vincent Mendoza, funny raised with FTX, like, the one thing on the website is just a starry night piece. Uh, and so when I look at that and I look at some of the people that are collecting, it, it's just that like, it's crazy. It's like what makes the next copy, what makes someone like a seer light. And it ultimately comes down to like the cultural significance and then like the people collecting it too. Cause there's people that were around when X copy was around too, but they're not having guys like Como and uh, Vincent Mando and all these guys like ape into their projects super heavily. Cause it's the, I was talking to this guy with a MacArthur grant, and he was saying that, like, the role of a collector is to uh, signify something that has cultural significance. And so it's, it's, it's awesome. I don't, like, I honestly don't even know what to think of it sometimes because I didn't think this shit was going to happen this fast uh, with, like, how quickly we're getting things to Christie's, like, a, a entire auction denominated in ETH. And then just – I just love Snowfro. I think Snowfro is, like, a fucking legend. I want him to have, like, several movies. Like, genius, genius, genius. Yeah, dude. It's just – it's crazy, bro. And I'm like – I just think it's it's really just getting started. Like we are in this era of like a digital renaissance, which is funny because the last time we had a renaissance was after a plague, right? So history does, does run. That's crazy. Yeah, that connection. Stop! Insane. Stop! Yeah, he just blew my mind for the day. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. Like it's there's just so you know why though? There's it's no conspiracy, y'all. It's because it's because those things like COVID nineteen forced us into the metaverse they bottled you up inside your home and apartments and forced you to stay in what other place did you have you know what i call my phone i call it the portal mm. because as soon as i open my eyes and i open twitter i feel like i'm sucked into a portal like right now i'm physically somewhere like i'm looking at a lake and beautiful red and orange trees i'll post a picture after but but i'm technically like out there but i'm in here you feel me yeah and it's so crazy and we're just sucked in and it's incredible and we're seeing history it's like okay here's what you're what's happening you are back in the days of picasso okay you have picasso alive with you creating selling killing it while he's being active around you because you can speak to him you can interact with him and everything right on twitter and you have the people buying him that are also in the room with you and you're all in the same room interacting with one another. That's what's happening nowadays. Your next copy, Evicta, Fuocious, all these people, and you have their buyers and us and them and this and that. And listen, we're all partaking in this. Mm-hmm. And it's really freaking crazy, yo. Like when like Kazomo tweets back and forth me that he wants to uh, he wants to 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 he challenged me to a duel on December 3rd in Miami, apparently. So I, I took the duel, except I accepted it. So we'll see what that means. You know, he's all <laughs> tweeting and shit like he's from actually Medici and stuff. But, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's just like, it's just dope. Yeah. I mean, I'm having the time of my life. I don't know about you guys, but shit. I'm, I mean, I need some of those capsules. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to check them out right now. But yeah, um, let's, let's go on to topic number five, sir, and, and, and wrap it up for the day. 
All Let's right. Let's go. This is the last headline of the day. Let's finish it off with uh, one of the ones that I'm most excited about. Trending news headline number five. One of one art season, baby. Friday afternoon, Sotheby's auction announced uh, Fawocious, Hackatow, Corey Van Lu, Thank You X, and many others are going to be um, in an auction. It's so amazing to see individual artists in the spotlight once again. And since the announcement, several of those artists have seen much more attention and you've seen several huge offers on some of their one-of-ones. How important is, is it that we get individual artists back in the spotlight with a lot of the profile pictures and art blogs? I feel like sometimes we've forgotten about some of these amazing artists in the space. And how big of an announcement was that that happened on Friday? It was massive. And uh, it, it's, it's always big. And uh, I got to say, I'm so proud of my brother, Corey. I mean, Corey Van Lu is like, like, honestly, I get like even emotional thinking about it because like, I just love him and I'm so proud of him. And he knows that because I've hosted every single, I've been here with him the whole path, these whole NFT path. Like I hosted his first sale on Clubhouse seven months ago. I hosted his second and the third. And like uh, Amir is a close friend of mine, a mentor of mine, like, Mondor like bought his pieces, one of the first people to buy his pieces. Like, and just I saw him every step of the way. And I told him when I said, yo, like you're going to the auction houses one day. And I know that for some people, it doesn't mean much auction. It's not, but like for these artists, like it means a lot. Like it's for Corey to make it in there. It actually matters, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's so big and it's his first one. But the beautiful thing about this and full disclosure. So I'll be hosting all month long for, for, for these, the opening of these sales, the closing of these sales, I'll be hosting fuel. I'm hosting Seal Monday in my Discord. Yeah. Personally, uh, House of Frog Discord. I'll drop the links, and I'm I'm hosting them on Spaces on the seventh and probably the fifteenth. But, you know, I have to say like this is an interesting sale. This is curated by Ryan Thank You X, co-curated by Ryan, and so basically he's a painter, right? That traditional painter that go into the NFTs. So this is actually about the the artists that paint. Yeah. So Fuo's piece in there is a fucking sculpture, yo. Oh my god, a seven insane. foot tall. I knew you, you were talk it? about it. Yeah, I want okay. you to talk more about I mean, it. I, I mean, look, we'll talk about it more also during the week. But just to say, like Fuocious made a seven foot tall sculpture tied to one on one NFT, which is almost like a short film. It's beautiful, and you guys will see all of that unless it's been posted. But I think you'll see it soon, or you can already see it. And 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 there is a whole thing tied up to fashion involved. It's incredible. Corey Vanu made a gorgeous painting because for those who don't know, actually Corey's interesting. He doesn't start traditional and goes digital. He starts digital and then he it's really interesting process. The man's a genius, the way he functions, what an artist. And so he has a painting up there. Hackatel, like all these pieces are, are physical. Yo, yes, like uh-huh. Hackatel has a painting up there. Go look at it. It's very interesting. It's during uh, and, and it's during, again, no corporate or whatever, but what's interesting is it's during the, the Contemporary Art Day sale in London, which is said to be one of the most important sales of the, of the year. So it's actually a big deal. It's an in-person event, and uh, there's a lot of trad art and trad art money, and we talk about that. But you know what? Like, It's super cool, and I'm so proud of him. It's, uh, it's really, really incredible. I'm excited. I'm so fucking excited. I mean, look what Phil is working on. He's always pioneering. You know, you have like a, a live, like, uh, painter, sculpture, digital, like like crypto artist, a digital artist, musician in a way because he does his own sounds to his NFTs, like he being born in the space. You have like literally when they call him the Picasso of the space, like Fuo, like that's FUD right there. Like I think dude, <laughs> you know, like, Fuo's going to like to, to next levels. Like he's just, it's he's paving the way for so much. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and and do such you a think... beautiful soul, bro. Amazing person, just like super sweet, like. I just want to pinch his cheeks, dude. I'm like, oh, you're so fucking. <laughs> okay. Did you guys see? Did you guys see the doodles he made for me yesterday? So yeah, yesterday, those were so you know, dope. Those so cool. I, I, yeah, they were back have, cute, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I have, jealous. I have the chance and honor to work side by side with Fuel and, and back in June for its Christie sale, and again this, this, um, this for this sale, and, uh, um, and uh, you know, I'm like, damn, like I always have this thought. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm. I'm working with this person as a, as a young trans man who went through so much, like he went through so much, right? Like abuse and everything at 18, like runs away from his home and becomes a success. By the way, y'all, like he's had over 20 million sales this year. That's public knowledge on ABC 99. But even beyond that, like 
it's incredible. Like it, it's he's he's something else. So yeah, those doodles told me not gonna lie. I looked at him. I was like, oh my god, texting me those. <laughs> it was the cutest thing I would have pinned. The, the top, one with but... your hair was like, I was like, damn, that's hella sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pinning it, everyone. Like every, there's like 400 people in here. Go show some love, like and retweet that stuff because it's so cute. I just pinned this. And then you know what the other thing is? Have y'all read The Little Prince? Because that's like my favorite book growing up. Like I read it maybe 50 times. Yeah. And so Le Petit Prince is a little prince. Is by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. It's like a 50-page book. Like, everybody should go read it. It's very interesting. And he drew us the same cover as them. Like, hey, Victor. I'm like, that's like the little prince. He's like, bro, I have the little prince pages on my sculpture. Wow. Typed, glued on it. Wow. And he's like, that's my favorite book growing up. And I was like, that's... So he drew us both as the little princes on the, on this, uh, on the earth, on the planet. And it says, wag me. I mean, come on, man. Like, I was like, no. I'm not bro, crying. Make that your crying. Dude, like, I need to make it, make this my banner, both of them together. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, but yeah, and I'm so happy for all of them. I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, uh, I can't wait to one day write the book of Fuocious. Yes, I saw you post, years. I saw you post that. That's, uh, that's amazing. Uh, just so these artists deserve it. You know, they've been grinding and Fuocious, it's hard to even know. And it's an inspiration to anyone in the space. He was selling his paintings uh, like a year ago for $800. And now he's getting hundreds of thousands of dollars for his paintings. I mean, I've got uh, a Corey Van Lu original. Millions. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. I mean, I've got an original Corey Van Lu because I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need one of his paintings. No way. I love his. Yeah, I got one of his because I really I'm the same. I love Corey Van Lu. He's uh he means the world to me because I've you see that he's so underappreciated by all these institutions. It's like this guy's creating magic, and so uh, I was like, I've got to get one of those before everyone starts realizing it. Uh, but it's just so cool to see these one of one these individual artists that are just paving a path and that they're getting the attention they deserve. Fonz, I saw you off me. Did you want to add on? Well, I was just going to ask you guys, can you imagine what their trajectory would have been like if this space hadn't happened? Oh my like, God. What, what, what no. was going through their mind maybe a year ago or two years ago? And, you know, I think it's beautiful that now we get to um, appreciate their art in this scale and that there's also the monetary component where they're getting rewarded for their art, whereas maybe a year ago they, they wouldn't have done that. This is life-changing for some of these artists, right? And it's life-changing for us because now we get to uncover and appreciate the beautiful art that they're putting out. Do you guys hear me? Yeah. I was going to say, like, Fonz, like, that, that's a great point. I mean, it's insane. You, you can't even imagine the tradition. I mean, when you hear, you know, we're going to talk about it with Pio when, when in uh, this week. You guys will hear when I host him, but and we'll go through his entire story and how and why uh, this culture and everything. But quickly, if I can say a thing about that, is that a couple of years ago, he was the reason why Victor, one of the reasons why he, his dream is to get into fashion, he's talked about openly, is because he used to draw on t-shirts and sell them for like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And now if Victor draws on your t-shirts and signs that shit, that's like a $100,000 t-shirt. That's insane. Like, you know what I mean, like, so I'm just saying, it's, it's a, as soon as he does that, if he sign, paints on your thing, it's become like sort of this cultural artifact. You know, it's it's when we talk about that famous story or rumor or whatever, this 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 myth that like when they Picasso drew on a napkin or whatever at a restaurant, the guy say, can you sign it? He's, and you know, like, but like it's this, this things. I was telling people as a joke. I'm like, yo, people are gonna start going through your garbage. <laughs> I was like, I want one. Of, I'm like, I want those doodles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Everyone's digging cool. through his trash. And <laughs> where's the where yeah. are those little doodles that he threw away? Let's go. You know exactly. I, and, and, uh, and you know what? It's it's probably it's probably the first time in history that these artists have direct access to their followers yes. and the communities that they're building and they have their own discord discords and there's no middleman in between the the people that appreciate their art and and the artists right yeah, exactly. And and it's just so you can create personal relationships. I mean, like I'm able to text Corey uh, and talk to him and tell him how proud of him I am. And, and, and it just feels different, too, I'm sure, for the artist being able to have that connection instead of having to go through and feel that disconnect between galleries. And uh, speaking of that, I wanted to uh, Andre, uh, Corey's brother had requested to come back up. Andre. What's going on, Andre? Yo, yo, what's up? How you guys doing? Oh, you definitely probably have some input on this. Well, I'll give you a little insight on how we kind of like came up in this space just real quick. Yeah. So before before NFTs, we were just getting ready to have our first like actual gallery show out in Miami, uh, December, I think it was 2019. 
and uh we were or 2020 and we were just kind of getting into the nft space and we had sold a couple pieces that were actual original uh, physical pieces and uh at this gallery um the gentleman that was running it was giving me a hard time because uh i i was like yo this nft space is like the thing like he's like i i can't believe you would go and sell digital copies for a thousand dollars what are you thinking like I, I like he was just giving me this hard time and he told me or he told my brother in like a personal conversation that I wasn't the guy for him and that, you know, I shouldn't be managing his work. And my brother came back to me and it really and told me this and, and it was just like, yo, what, what do you think what this guy said? And I was like, yo, that like keep doing it, you know, yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible to hear yeah, yeah, you yeah. know your your guys' stories as brothers working together side by side and and that's the kind of stuff that just makes uh you know it just makes the story behind the art just even more impactful i love um getting to see you guys travel the world and work together and it's so and that's something like you said like if people try to push or say you know you need to do it this way or that way it's like no like this is my fa- like my brother's knows and wants me to do my best like i I'm going to trust him over some guy that uh, owns this gallery or, or uh, it's just so powerful. And I'm so glad that you two are in the space. I'm so glad that you, you know, he decided, you know, he knew the power of listening to his brother because it's so important that you guys are here and, and to be able to build um, a legacy for Corey and, and yourself is, is so exciting. So um, I, I, it's it's going to be. I'm sure. How did you guys? How how did how long did you guys know about the Sotheby's news and and how hard was it to keep that you know bottled up too? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we thought for a little bit. Um, <laughs> it was funny. People were like uh, talking about you know Corey getting into uh, these auction houses and like trying to uh, put out like a, a timeline where they think he's going to hit an auction house and people were like you know a couple of years, five years and. We and they were telling us why we already knew that we're going to an auction house, so it was kind of funny just to keep it under the wraps. But I, I mean, at the end of the day, we couldn't have done it without a lot of you guys. You know, I mean, Carl buying the physical piece from us, Faroque helping us out with these spaces. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it takes a village, and it, it, it's because of you guys. I mean, I see Swan here, I mean, friends with you. A lot of these people that are in this space right now are the reason why we're, we are where we are right now. Yeah, we're yeah, so, bro. I appreciate you. We're so That's proud so of true. you. It's you guys are killing it, bro. It's it's everyone. It's you're right about what you're saying. So I mean, it's like, it's it's exactly that. It's like it takes a village, but you guys are always here and you're killing it. So you know, we're we're uh, we're fucking happy for you. <laughs> no, I just want to reiterate. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Dude, yeah, that, fuck that yeah, guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> straight up, dude. <laughs> straight him. up. Like, I'm, you guys are fucking killing it, bro keep it up man yeah you know it's funny because that guy uh, actually got into nfts afterwards <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to hire me and trying to get all these people to help him like get set up into the space i mean he's he's doing pretty decent for himself now but yeah i mean it's funny that you know he was telling me one thing and then church shit here he is doing doing what i'm doing <laughs> yeah playing catch up now and so it yep. just goes back to show too the power of grinding and building that organic community if fiwo and uh, Corey have been friends and have had a relationship before even the really the nft space and it just shows like when you have when you build community with um, other people in the space even if you're just starting build i always talk about you know building from the ground up build with other people just just like Corey and Fawocious did, and and then all of a sudden you're going to be able to share in the glory too of uh, being able to rise up together. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> man Hell yeah that's exactly what it is and and uh, another example of that Farouk is like I, I I have mad appreciation for you for letting me do this show even and being able to be a part of this you know I've uh, being able to see my potential in the space and be able to help uh, lead a little part of rug radio is, is you have no idea how much that means to me so I, I mean this just goes again to show like I, I mean I started with just a few hundred followers a few months ago and been trying to just build with other people in the space and we can grow together and it always takes a village like he said to continue to grow the space 
All right. For yeah, this, exactly. Do you have any final words to it. close us out for this first session of NFT Rewind? I mean, I, I, honestly, not much. I mean, I loved it. I had a fun time. It's great. Let's do this every Sunday, everyone, like at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, it's 11, 11. Make a wish as well. Mm, and yeah. uh, and uh, I'm just happy we did it. Let's get it. Let's, we'll plan it. We'll put it in schedule. And we'll every Sunday, 10 a.m., We'll be on. Perhaps we can even extend it, make it an hour and a half. Just today, I I, I personally got to run, but yeah, um, it's uh, it's been it's been so fun. A lot of people down there, and I'm sure next time we, we're gonna bring like I I want I have an idea where we can bring a ton of people on stage and just also talk about certain topics. But it was a pleasure. It was fun. Thanks everyone for tuning to Rug Radio one more time, and for sure I'll see you later on Spaces. But back to you, Carl. Awesome. And I want to just thank uh, Sobi and Fonz for being up here the whole time as well, being special guests on the first inaugural episode of NFT yes. Rewind. So thank you both for being up here too. Dude, thank you for having me, bro. You're the man. Love you, I'm dude. I'm super proud of you, by the way. You've been grinding hard and uh, you've been doing a lot of dope content for the community. So I just want to appreciate you and see, say, keep going, brother. Shit's sick. Thanks, Sobi. I really appreciate Hell that. Hell yeah, bro. He's crushing it. Thanks, guys. Straight up. Uh, we're, we are going to be back again next week. Um, please make sure to tune in. I'm going to get this. I've got to get all of the stuff set up on the back end for the podcast, but we're going to get this up, too, on Apple and Spotify. I just got to get a little work. But before the end of this next week, we'll get this up in case you didn't uh, you didn't get to hear all of it. Um, and But that's the end of the show. I've got an outro that I'll probably have by next week. But until next time, guys, we'll see you in the metaverse. It's been awesome. Have an amazing Sunday.